Thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited to join you guys again just for another opportunity to get better. And what better way to do that than a servant leader that we have this evening? I was just telling her before we came on and we talked about this months back when we connected again, as it's just so amazing how God will align your paths with somebody, then bring that thing back full circle to show you why we truly do need leadership, great leadership. And I met this servant leader when I was a student at Livingstone College, shout out to the CIAA, and to be able to stand here now and sit here now to watch everything that she taught me come in front of her and manifest, kind of seeing the fruits of your labor. So we have the leadership guru with us, y'all, the host of just amazing podcast, y'all. I'm telling y'all right now, a chat in the garden. You need to go download it. You need to look on Monique Smith's page and you need to watch it. But I'm so excited. I hear y'all see I'm hype, but I'm going to tell you why I'm hype. More than anything, I gave her flowers before we came on. But when you meet somebody that actually makes an impact in your life and you get a chance to tell them, tell them. So I thank you so much for being here. I'm going to pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners and we're going to get this conversation started. Well, thank you so much, Coach Chelsea. I am so proud. You know, one of the platforms that I that we put together says your use your platform. And that's the seed I planted with the student athletes. I said, if you the, the woman or the man on campus, you got the ears of individuals, what you gonna do with that platform? And you are definitely using this platform to the glory of God. And I am so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I am Monique A.J. Smith. I'm a leadership strategist for athletic departments, sport organizations, and individuals who wish to advance in athletic administration. And so uh, I do that through my consulting professional development company, Seeds of Empowerment, I do have a podcast called A Chat in the Garden, and I'm in my eighth season. I do have a magazine. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, pull it down, pull it down. <laughs> I have a significant, uh, which uh, significant is not like in sports and administration, is Black Women Athletic Administration, highlighting their specialized knowledge. And um, I am blessed to uh, be an adjunct professor at Hampton University. I love it. I'm telling y'all, you see all that? Do y'all see all that? And I think more than anything, the part that makes me so proud about that and why I watched you from the time I did to even now is that you don't limit yourself. I think sometimes as servant leaders, we think that we have a lane and then we stay in that lane, right? But one of the things I've learned over time is that your calling is your calling. Your assignment is your assignment, right? And when God tells you and put something on your mind, do it. I didn't have to know the conversation that he gave you, but the fruit of what you put in, the harvest from what you planted in those seeds are showing, and that's what we're watching. I want to open this conversation up with you talking to that servant leader, talking to us as we build and learn about recognizing the assignment from God and being obedient to follow it. Well, You know, um, God uses his paintbrush. He uses uh, nature to teach us to slow down so that we can hear the download. So for me, it's always come to me, uh, maybe in my sleep, maybe when I'm relaxing, um, in nature, staring at the trees you know the answer comes but I will say because I started out as sports information director and promoting and slogans 
that always come to me. Uh, but I can, uh, and this is going to sound contradictory when we talk about athletics. I can't be in chaos. All right. But athletics is that. So for me, I have to be able to step away, be in a uh, creative sense to be able to get the download. So you cannot hear the download. You got a whole lot of noise going on. And uh, I will say noise to servant leaders is being at the water cooler. I like that. And I think so often we are, we're, we're blocked away by the noise, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Based off everything we do, right? We, we don't sit down. I was having this conversation the other night and I will always repeat this because it was so, ugh, it was so powerful in my life. When this minister, he said to me, you pray, prayer is a conversation. He said, but Chelsea, mm-hmm. when you say amen and you get up, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, right? Because that's what we do. And he's like, no. That's not what we do. He said, because when you pray and you ask and you, you know, want to speak to God, you want to know what he wants for the will for mm-hmm. your or his will for your life. How are you going to get the answer when you never take the time to listen? Mm-hmm. And so I think you said it best there, that download. I never heard it put that way. I like that. How do you download what it is that he's trying to tell you? We've all tried to download things on a computer before, right? And if you try to get up too fast or you try to move and go somewhere else, what happens? Download fail down right and so in order to do that i think i think the biggest way like you said is we have to block out that noise and receive that from him Mm -hmm. that's why i'm real protective of my intake Mm. i listen to gospel music i don't watch those reality shows i don't watch no jerry springer you know i I don't watch that you know entertainment for other people but I'm not going to be entertaining that way, you know. So I'm real firm on that. My husband and my mother may watch it. I say, peace. <laughs> right. But you know what? You've said something, granted, that is so huge that all of us need to make sure that we're taking it, uh, you know, a, a, a moment to take in on that. I was, um, one of my line sisters actually sent this to me today. She tagged into me. It was amazing. It was a young brother who was in the service. And he said he was sent for deployment. So he started packing what the people told him he needed. And when he started packing the things that the individuals told him that he would need, he realized he didn't have room for the things that he wanted. So he started taking the things he needed out and putting in what he wanted. And then he realized, now that I put it in, put in what I want, I have no room for what I need. He said, what am I saying here? God will always share with you what you need. As you said, we have to download it. But what happens is, we're blocked all the time by the extra. I can't focus on what he's asking me to do because I'm clouded by people. I'm clouded by things. I'm clouded by outside shows to the world. Mm-hmm. This is true. Because we said downloads, you know, we move away from the computer, but, you know, uh, you never get the things, uh, uh, no room, you know, even on your phone. You can't get a new app because you don't have enough memory. Come on now. You don't have no storage space. Right. It's so... That's clutter. That's not, that's not, those things are not necessary, you know? Um, and, and again, I, I do clear out the clutter. I don't watch TV in the bedroom, you know? I, I just, I mean, I am a consumer of, of those entertainment, but that's why I used to love uh, my DVR. You know, I select what I'm going to, when I try to watch TV, I'm selective of what I watch. And so I'm selective of what I listen to, you know, and selective with movies I watch, you know, and that's really key because if you keep all that muck up in there, you're not going to be able to get the download. And it's really, and it's, it's really, um, it's the same as like fasting, you know, you clear out all the muck so that you can be able to hear and be able to receive. It's like all your senses become clear to what is the message what you know especially when you're trying to figure out something next and Mm -hmm. so um you know if you got a whole lot of stuff going on that discernment piece you know you won't be able to tell whether it's fear or what somebody said in you playing in you you know you won't be able to really know your next move because honestly when you do something there's a sense of peace Come on. 
And so you got to be able to get there. And I was just telling you before, we were talking about um, um, Barely Eastern Shore. Mm -hmm. And so when I left um, St. Paul's College, I was athletic director and uh, at 28. And so I left, to be honest with you, I left because I was going through a divorce. And so being a, a woman, one of the few women athletic directors, it was quite difficult. You know, I, I felt like I had withstand a lot of things, but I knew that come up the armor, my armor was chipping and I was about to, to lose uh, the, I want to say um, my image, you know, I was going to act out. So I said, the best thing to do, Lord, is you get me out of here and I promise you, I won't act out. And because uh, it was funny, I put on uh, Facebook, I have not, I never really made a comment about the Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock thing. I said, but what Denzel Washington told um, uh, Will Smith is no lie. Because Golden. when you get to the top, the devil's coming. And I was at the top. I mean, everybody was like, oh, why were you going to leave this? I was like, you know, I, uh, peace of mind is something I can't put a price to and I'm just going to have to give up this wonderful position that I worked hard for but God had something way bigger I mean I had no idea I was going to end up in the conference office and have so much influence but again he had a plan for me you know so I could have slapped a whole lot of people in Lawrenceville but I would not have been able to go where I, I am so when I went to uh, when I got to um, Eastern Shore, there were no R&B uh, radio stations, none. You see how they set that all up? There's no R&B station. It's only jazz and, and um, I mean, jazz and gospel. Mm -hmm. And I am in my women's experience. I mean, literally, I had to try to find myself. And what do you want me to do here? So I'm in a new conference, you know. And people got to, you know, find me out. And I'm like, I've already been at the top. I've already been a leader. But I had to learn. I said, how do you be a leader and a Christian? How do you hold people accountable in a Christian way? Mm -hmm. And I start studying. I mean, girl, it was um, there's so many resources that, that now... Uh, I didn't have, look, I lived in Lawrenceville, Virginia. The internet was like a joke. So I was so excited to be in this place. I could hit a button and then all the things just pop all the way up. And I just started studying uh, um, leadership and being a Christian. And how do you do that? And one of the things that fell upon me was that Paul was on the other team. Paul was prosecuting the Christians. And, uh, but when he came on the right team, uh, he didn't become Saul, you know? And so I began to study the leaders of the Bible and be able to uh, measure that. So that, the Paul piece, now that, that helped me out a lot because, I mean, honestly, when you're in a leadership role and you have to let people go, you go like, how do you let people go in a Christian manner, you know? And uh, so it prepared me to go to the conference office where there's a mm -hmm. lot of people, you know, coming at you. And, uh, and, and, and I, I really recommitted myself to the Lord. I always get excited about Easter because Easter, I followed the church bus to a church in Salisbury. I was okay. listening to gospel radio, and they said, you know, we're getting ready to go to First Baptist. We're meeting in the parking lot, and I followed. And there was a guest pastor called Solomon, and uh, 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 I think another First Baptist, First Baptist in Baltimore. And ironically, he comes down here to Hampton every October to do revival. And I said, you the one. you Because, again, you can go to church all your life, but the church not in you until you make that decision. And oh, I remember, oh yeah, I believe the Lord brought me down so low so I could look so high. And so in there, he was talking about uh, Jesus and his two pals, 
about going to Gethsemane. And he said, sometimes everybody just can't go with you. They want to go with you, but they just they don't have the capacity. So you can't get mad with folks when you're going through something that they can't be there with you. They don't have the capacity to do it. He, they can't fall asleep. Come on. You know, so that's where you know, because when the dialogue comes, you got to make sure you're the one that is getting to them. You know, it's not a communal conversation. You know <laughs> Come on now. He's talking to you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And because uh, everybody not going to understand that. You know, because again, I, I've had, I lost people, you know, in my life. And to be honest, you know, when we are mourning, we're really being on the selfish side. We don't want them to leave us. But if we have other Christian realm, we know that they are in the best place for them because they don't belong to us. And so, again, it's when you slow down, listen to the nature of what it's telling us, it makes us better leaders. Now, we're all human. That's why I have to work to make sure what is in my system. I, girl, I was watching Empire one time, and I found myself talking like Cookie. I was like, oh. Can't watch that no more. You know what I mean? That was like I, my 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 cadence was sounding like hers. I was like, now I, ain't, I have from the country country. I I do have no New York in me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no street in me. Where did that come from? You see what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. And you know that's how it goes. And you just said a whole mouthful there, right? Which is gonna help me lead into what I know, right? You uh-huh. first. Oh, you said, I want you to understand that God brought me low so that I can look high. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I tell people all the time, sometimes he has to place you on your back. So the only time oh, yeah. that you can do is look up, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, in order to get to that place, right? In order to get that understanding, I want to know and talk to people, well, as my grandma would say, how did you learn to know him for yourself to even get to that point? Talk to us a little bit about your Christian journey and how you got to that point of being able to understand how to look up. Well, let me, I'm my only child of Winston Jones and Ann Jones out of Waverly, Virginia. And the best gift my father ever gave me was watching him get on his knees every morning. Come on. And see, my father was a prominent person in the small town. A school teacher, but a leader in the community. And I'm going to tell you, one thing, I just be real honest with you, I've never wanted to have an office in the church because I saw more church fights from, I mean, I mean, like from a knee child. You hear me? I mean, my, my grandfather had the keys to the church. My father opened the church, you know, and I just saw, and I, church hurt is serious. You know what I'm saying? So true. And so I was like, uh-uh, you ain't going to get me. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. And so... How my father dealt with that, I mean, he would go through all this, but he would go to the Lord to help him. And so, again, he was assistant principal in Sussex County, and he was before integration. And then he had integration and how to deal with all that. So uh, knowing that you are a leader and that people are following you, you know that you really can't act in your flesh and my father um he could my girl he could give you a look and everybody will walk right you hear me <laughs> but i never heard my father curse i never found her my daddy curse nobody out ever now my mom was different case my mom was straight down said i was like what's my mama she coming for you you know what i'm saying i said no don't, but my father, he had to do all that. He could dress you down, call you knucklehead, blah, 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 blah. And when my father passed, um, it was a 40-year-old man. No, a, a 70-year-old man, excuse me. 70-year-old man who my father taught him in school. And he was in class when John F. Kennedy died. So that's how far in, in the sixth grade. And to, and I, I mean, the things I heard, how my father would take time to help black boys, how so you come early and I'm going to show you how to read. They didn't want to be embarrassed to try to read in front of the class. So he said, you know, meet me early and things like that. And so 
Um, the church is where uh, my father was superintendent of, of, uh, <laughs> of Sunday school. And now I know, but I didn't know then, I had a reading of dyslexic, but I didn't realize that. But my father had me reading the Bible, and I could not give you the sound it out. When you dyslexic, you can't sound it out because you don't know right. what you can right. um, But I was there. I, was, I, I would go up my father and pick out the Sunday school uh, uh, book. Uh, you know, and just growing up, digging Winston S. Jones' daughter, uh, my grandfather, same, same thing, you know, my, my, and you understand, education and school are together in my mind, because when I was growing up, the place where everybody went to school is right there in the, in the same parking lot was the school. Now was used for you know, homecomings and eatings, but that was the one room school that everybody went to in that community. You go to another church down the road, there is the, the, the school. So schools and church are in my mind are always together, education, growing in a, in a setting. So uh, in all of our, again, I'm in the country, so it's not like Connorsack, y'all gonna play, you all meet at choir rehearsal, that's when you round people. That's when I, that's when I learned a red light, green light. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it was always that. Uh, so I really didn't know. You know, it was a communal kind of thing. You know, community. This is because you know you were not. Oh, what church you go to? Okay, you know that's how people recognize where you live. And uh, it was when I was in college, the Lord know what you do. My roommate roommate was holiness. Okay, my roommate was holiness. My boyfriend's father was a holiness preacher. But man, I couldn't go to church looking like this for him. You know what I mean? But I was accepted because of the community and my father being leader and that kind of thing. And I was exposed. So it's like the Lord positioned it so that when I was going through my freshman year in college and identity and whatnot, I had a I had a baseline, you know. And then um and so I would say, then my senior year, when you don't know what you're gonna do, when you graduate, I got my first teenage Bible. Okay. And then when I went to divorce and went to Malaysian Shore. I recommitted myself to the Lord. And uh, that's why Easter is always, I was like, oh, this is so great. She having me on the week, right right before Good Friday. I'm like, you, I mean, to me, that's my Christmas because that's when I realized. And so what I did, I went out and got me a child storybook about the Bible. Because again, you can grow up in the church. But why in the world was Daniel in the lion's den? I mean, like, you know, it just didn't make any, again, the leadership in me. Like, why right. would you go in me? You know, what was the point? You know, and so I started reading the storylines. So even when I try to help my clients out, most of the reasons why people don't advance is really because how do you deal with the no's? How do you deal with disappointment? How are you resilient? I use stories just like they do in the Bible. And it stays with you. You follow me? I mean, it may be, uh, you know, uh, Mary and Martha, women in athletics, just jealousy. You follow me? You mm-hmm. ain't doing all you're supposed to do. But what did Jesus say? She's doing the most important thing. You know, so don't, So I start from there. Then I can go like, okay, what's really the issue? What's really the issue? It's because you're tired. And, and when you're tired, you can't make good decisions. And you see things cloudy. Come on now. And so those are the reasons that, that I go down to the nitty gritty. Um, and again, I always say, it's like if you protect your intake. Like if somebody is, again, one of the things I use is the four agreements. And one of the four agreements is being practical with your word. Beyond controlling what kind of self-talk you got in your head, the gossip. So don't let somebody bring you anything. Come on now. Come on. You know, and you know, it, 
that's how you protect. That's how you put on the whole arm of God. It's made to protect your intake. I'm telling yes. you, when people know what you stand for, then you bring in no foolishness. It's just like me as a consultant. Um, somebody said, oh yeah, don't bring her there if you ain't gonna try to do it right. Because she's gonna tell you how to get this right. But don't waste her time. So. I think you said a mouthful there and I was writing that one down because I'm telling you right now. And I'm serious in so many angles. My godmother and I, we talk about this all the time. You know, when we are rolling um, in the car, we're going to do something and she's like huge with, you know, coach high school basketball. She's huge with helping us with that. So we're always constantly moving and going. And it's so funny. We were talking one day and it's just like, you know, people said, y'all didn't hear that. Like, no. I didn't know. Oh, ain't nobody tell y'all. And I said, well, that's it. When we're rolling and talking and doing, we don't talk about people. We're that's right. talking about just what's going on with us, how good God has been, how to move from here to here. And it's amazing, just like what you said. No, I didn't know because people don't bring that to me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. One of my one of my mentees, um, uh, she is uh being displaced but uh is being um publicized in a different manner and so when she told me christmas eve what was really happening i was like i thought you knew if you didn't tell me ain't nobody else gonna come tell me that mess you know what i mean but because i'm real strategic i met my displeasure known but not directly you follow me? So, because I wanted to use it as a teaching moment, you know, and, uh, but she said, she said, yeah, I should have known you wouldn't know because you don't, you don't, you don't entertain uh, that kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, because they, they figured you would tell me that, you know, because I'm not, uh, yeah, and I'm going to be very honest with you. I was telling my class, um, my sports PR class. And I said, you know, one of the main, main things as a PR person is to build good relationships with the media. So if something should come down, you know, it's going to have a bad taste on people. Usually, if you have a good relationship, they're not going to put it out there like that. And uh, I've been blessed for never having my name even though, um, just be honest, you know, my departure from the CIAA, no reporter wrote anything negative as it relates to me. And, um, and, I, and I, I credit that to relationships that I built. Um, and that's what you need to do as a leader. You have to build good relationships for folks. Because again, it's just like we said about marketing. What do people say about you when you're not in the room? It's the same thing what people say about you on social media. Mm-hmm. Now, that's for sure. And I'm going to take that even a step for, further. I was talking about this the other day in serving leadership and being children of, of the most high, right? It, the word tells us we are to be the aroma of Christ. I was talking about this on Tuesday night, right? And so when you leave that room, we've all been there before somebody walking around like, oh, what they have on? That smells good. Or when they leave or the other, okay? We've all been there where we see somebody and they walk in a room and it's like, hmm, that didn't smell too pleasant, right? And so the same thing holds true with the spirit of who we are. When we leave the room or we're not in places, has our energy, has our spirit that lives within us of, of, the, of Christ, th- does it show? Does our light so shine on this earth? Men and women can see our good works and not glorify us, it's not for self-gain, but for, to, for the glory of him, to glorify our father in heaven. And so I think you said a mouthful there, but more than anything, I think that is something we all need to take home there. I was looking here, where is it? Somebody said, uh, we are not trash cans. We n- must not accept the garbage people bring to us. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now. And then they said, you have to teach people that you're not about outside gossip. And I'm telling you, when you do that, when gossipers come to you and you say, mm, no, and you shut it down, they're not coming back they're not going to come back because just like you said, they begin, they know who you are. I love Joyce Meyer and Christine Kane and other people too, but Joyce Meyer always talks about just imagine how things would change if you don't entertain so much mess. Could you imagine that? Just like anything else, you know, 
I tell my, my girls when we play a basketball season, I say, you ever seen tumbleweed in the desert? And how does it, how does it pick up? It picks up as it goes. It takes things with it and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and picks up momentum. But just imagine if when mess started, when started the gossip, when things like that started rolling, but when it got with you, the buck stopped here. Could we just imagine that? Before we talked about somebody, we said, you know what? Well, how about we pray for them instead? Listen, I won't say that. Because when I teach about impeccable of your word, I say, you know, you don't need to know what you're praying about. You just need to pray. Come on now. Come on now. People hear me always say, I pray for you at your point of need. I don't need to know. You don't have to tell me, hey, I need you to pray for me because X, Y, Z. I don't need to know your business. The one can do something about it he knows he sees he knows so i'm gonna i'm gonna be in agreement with you i will help push this thing forward because we know what happens when two or three are gathered in his name but i don't need to know and you know again i this is the only part about the will smith thing i talked about but you see what denzel said he went immediately to pray just sitting there you find that's all you need to do you know now i must admit now if you hire me I'm going to tell you what you need to do. I, <laughs> yes. I, I, it's going to be like, come on now. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm going to be Paul. I'm going to be fighting for you as if he did fighting against people. So I am that person. I am not the meek and mild kind of, oh, yes, okay. No, I'm going to like, all right, what's the deal? Suck it up. Let's go. You know what I mean? And so that's why I had to have the you know, being humble does not mean that you're squeaky. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what people get, get, get. It's it's like what comes, the download. You you acknowledge that you got a download and that's how you did it. That's being humble, understanding that it, you did not come to the conclusions on your own. See, that's the difference. Humble does not mean that you are afraid to stand up front and say your truth. Because that's what even the word says. It says you must, that's the part about the belt of truth. You got to be able to know what your truth is. Come on. And then you can go forth. But but if you are afraid, again, humble does not mean be afraid. Right. All right. Humble means speak your truth. Know your truth. Know your worth. Okay, so therefore you can speak in a way that that you are representative of the Lord. Jesus wasn't humble in the sense of not speaking his truth. Come on. You know, he was approachable, but he wasn't dealing with no foolishness. And that's what you got to be understanding. (laughs) I love that. And, And I think that is so true. There has to be that balance. And when you know whose you are, I tell people that all the time, yeah, knowing who you are is great, right? But it does not take you to that next level until you understand whose you are. And that is why you can be humble and like you said, but have no fear and lead boldly because mm-hmm. whose you are, you know, more than anything. And I'm gonna attach that. I love that. I think you named your own episode, the download, right? <laughs> and so we talk about that noise. I'm telling you, it's so funny. I always be like, all right, God, what should we, and I mean, it already came, the download, we all really as Christians have to understand that because so often, you know, what happens? All of us know, whether you're iPhone or Droid user, I'm not going to discriminate against the Droid users at all, okay? Thank you, I appreciate it. Software upload, and there's an upload and an update ready to download to your phone, right? It's just sitting there and a red notification is going to go off and it's going to stay there and it's going to say, hey, you have a, a, a download, want to do it tonight? Hey, you have a download. You ready to take it? Hey, and just like you said, more than anything, an app, a software update, whatever. When you hit download and there is not enough storage to take in what is needed to download, you can't download it until you clear that space. Out of all of our days, we have all these schedules. We have all these roles that we take on. What do you do, right, to stay spiritually fit, to be able to make sure that with so many moving parts, you know, before we came on, everybody saw your hands are in a lot. How do you make sure that you stay spiritually fit and cleanse yourself and clear some space for the download? Well, I have a husband in my ear all the time. Where you fit? Where you fit? Where you fit? Where you fit? Yes, yes, yes. 
constantly, constantly. And it's hard because, you know, you're a planner. You know, when you're a leader, you're a planner or whatnot. And I'm like, okay. So I have him in my ear. But he also will say, go back to what you know. So I'm so, the reason I said it, because we can get so busy because we're planning. Okay. And so he said, you need to go back to what you were doing. And that is playing my gospel music in the morning, you know, to get me going. Now, I, I, I like to do devotions. So this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, Joan Weaver, right? Um, at the feet of Jesus. Yes, I, I love it. I have given it to daily devotions to nurture the merry heart. And so, again, many of us have a Martha's heart because we're doing, doing, doing. We believe, you know, doing for the kingdom. I mean, athletics, when you're an administrator, you're ministering. And so we believe that what we're doing and we just stay so busy. And so um, this author wrote the book, Having a Merry Heart and a Martha's World. And I like that. Yeah, this this the same author. She wrote this book, and then this devotion uh, deal takes from uh, one of her three books that she has, having a merry spirit, and uh, and the other one again is having uh, a merry heart. And so, it's important to be able to recognize again the slow down to get the download. That's the key. Because when we so busy, we cloud and everything, and he he's gonna like, hey, and unfortunately, you keep going, he gonna bring you down so low, so you can look so high. And I had back surgery in 20, 2008. and this the book that I had because I had it, I love it because it was in the back. It had like, uh, it was like a workbook. You follow me? To make me go look at the scriptures and. And to understand that. And I was like, okay, I get it. I am no longer superwoman. I do need other people, you know, to help me. So that's how I do it. I make sure, um, well, I try to be aware of my stinking thinking. And that's the first part of my leadership, being self-aware. You know, what is really guiding my ship? That's one of the main things I do with all my clients. Who is really guiding your ship? Are you doing it? Are you letting society do it? Or your family? You know, is that really your decision? Or are you letting some guide you? And then uh, and then I go with the four agreements. Is my mind right? You know, is my mind right? And I use the four agreements, always be impeccable with your word. Uh, don't take it personal. Always do your best and don't make assumptions. So I catch myself if I'm aware. I'm going like, now I'm about to do something and I'm just doing it so I can prove, but I don't really believe that. So, no. I love it. And I think it's, I think it's more than anything, something I definitely, I took that devotional down. I'm going to get that. Um, and then the other portion of that though, I feel that, you know, you know, more than anything, what and who guides your ship? And we can take so many angles with that. Oh, yeah. So many angles. Oh, yeah. True. Sometimes I do. I have to sit back and I say, okay, you know, all right, Chelsea, let's let's do an inventory here. Okay. Which parts, let's ensure that everything that you're doing right now was your assignment. Mm-hmm. Right? I tell people this all the time. We, I, I never forget this a couple of years ago. I saw a meme. It was a post-it note that says, you all are tired because you're doing everything else. Everybody is not your assignment. Everything is not your assignment. And mm-hmm. it's my trajectory. Yes, I do have, like you said, we're just, we have that Martha spirit. We just want to do, 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 serve, 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 serve. But we're running on E because you're giving your attention. We're giving our attention to things that that he didn't advise us to go do. But see, that's what happened. You didn't get that download. You didn't get that Come download. on, you can't, there you go. You had no space to download. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here and you're giving. It's so funny. I remember um, when I would go to volunteer different places and this little boy, you know how it is. They eat lunch, the school lunch, but this one little boy, his daddy brought him some McDonald's. Okay. So McDonald's fries, we talked about it before y'all love McDonald's fries. That's it though. Just their fries. 
So of course, the little boy comes in the cafeteria with McDonald's. That's it, right? The other kids eat school lunch. So next thing you know, what do you think happened? Look what, hey, can I have a fry? Yeah, he gave one. What about me? Can I have a fry? He kept giving. Can I have a fry? And it's a a a a one 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 one. But before long, homeboy was left with no fries. And that's what we do. We said, well, I'm just going to go do this. Hey, can I just call? I just need a vent for like 10 minutes. All right, go ahead, right? I just need, can you do this for me? I think I got about 30 minutes. All right. And when we keep saying yes to things that aren't our assignment, just like you said, we don't have space to download. But when we know who guides our ship, and we that's the first part, but we go to him to seek the counsel so we can download his answer. Then and only then do we have the space to keep receiving because we're not putting our attention to places that aren't our assignment. This is true. And 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 that's one of the parts about I read something about um it was it was a Christian storyline about the man who tried to climb the hill, but he let everyone pile their doubts, worries on him and he couldn't get up the hill. So you got to tell folks that setting boundaries is key. Come on. And I definitely, see again, the boundaries, the clues, not watching certain things. You have to control the expectations of others for you by telling them, manage, control is what manage the, the expectations of others. Um. I'm not doing it now, but when I lived in Maryland, she sure, and when I came to Hampton, I would have been at 10 o'clock, period. I could be in the middle of a conversation. I said, I got to go. I go to bed the same time every night so I could wake up without an alarm and I would be fresh and I could make good decisions. You know, so again, your habits um, are important. You got to be aware of what you're doing. I love it. And I need you to do me a favor. Can you yeah. give those four? Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. We got some note takers. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So the four are um, always be impeccable with your word. Okay. And that's, that's, that's remembering, um, being aware of the thoughts in your head that you're talking to yourself and not gossiping and whatnot. Don't make assumptions ask questions, you know, uh, because that's the part I was about to say, you know, when we allow people to take the French fries, we become, Come on. <laughs> we, become we, we, we become resentful, right? Yep. Yep. And, and we gave it to them. Right. You know what I mean? But you didn't say the parameters. You make assumption. <laughs> you make assumption that when you get some fries, they can give you some fries, but that was your assumption. So when you get in the fry, I'll give you this fry. But next time you bring the fries, <laughs> say that before you get the fries. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I Control do. the expectations. Manage the expectations of others. Ask the question. Set the boundary. Okay. All right. And the next one is, um, don't take it personal. Which, which we often do because we put so much of ourselves into things. But you have to understand that whoever was coaching is the one them parents are going to be fussing at. It's not you. Okay? I mean, people always are going, because that's how they feel that they're showing their support. They've been socialized wrong. All right? You got nothing to do with you. You chose to be the coach. You got to deal with all the parameters. You can't take it personal. But you can say, well, no, I gave all my time and I did so, and they don't no, they don't. They're not going to remember that part. Okay. And, and, and the last one is uh, always do your best. So the perfectionist, goodbye. The perfectionist, you don't have room here. You got to recognize that perfection is never a destination you're ever going to reach. You are going to learn something from that time. You're going to be better because you learn from that. You're going to get feedback. Each time you do it, I had a young lady come to my office. Uh, we, we got a basketball tournament at Blue Williams, Nike tournament, right? And so she's in my class and she's getting training how to do the book. 
The girl wanted to come back and get more trapped. Stop being fearful. Stop worrying about being perfect. All right? You and you're going to know what you know today. And then, because she was like, I don't want to buy the fuss. And I said, honey, they're going to fuss. They're going to do with you. Whoever's keeping the song book, they're going to fuss. Because okay? don't have to. <laughs> so learn from that. When that when that person, what, what did you miss? And then you learn from that feedback. And the next game, you're going to be better. All right? We're not looking for perfection. All right? I, I, I said, because you can come here every day to be training. You're not, and there's no parents in the stand, so you're not going to have that experience. So might as well let that be that time. Come on. And I think, I think one thing we all needed to hear that, right? Because we focus so much. We, we stress ourselves off of our own standard, right? But here's the thing. We set unrealistic standards and expectations on ourselves. That's the part. It's like- yeah. Tell my girls all the time, why are you stressed? I'm thankful that they're smart. I'm thankful that everybody, our collective team GPA with both teams is over 3.2 every year. I'm thankful for that, right? But at the same time, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I got a C and it was my, my dual enrollment class. And okay, I'm sorry about that, but I need you to understand something. You're a 10th grader that's dual enrolled. So all I right. need to back up for a second. And who told you? Are you doing your best? Yeah, I'm trying so hard. I'm going to office house. So who told you? Who told you that this C, I get it. I understand. Why well, I, I don't make C's. One, let me tell you something that's going to probably hurt you, but I'm be very real right now. You do make C's because you have one right now. <laughs> but who told you this? Mm-hmm. Did you, no, they just told me they want me to work on my best. Did I tell you that? No, but you've set this expectation on yourself. And now stressed out but we do that in day-to-day lives so I got to get this done I got to make sure I'm doing this I have to make sure I'm this has to be perfect and we stress ourselves out but here's the thing we're sitting here holding ourselves up on a cross that God didn't even give us to stand on and give on he went up there y'all he did it yes he said I got my little set up hold on I can't hear I got my little Easter set up my backdrop not letting y'all see hold on one second this right here y'all let me take my backdrop off just so y'all can see mm-hmm. this already. I need mm-hmm. y'all to understand that. Mm-hmm. He did this already. He went up there. Mm-hmm. He went up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. And I think more than anything, doing your best, although it's one of those things that people say, oh, that sounds so easy. That sounds so cliche. That's something that's so hard for us to do. Let me give you another resource. And I think this is the reason why I call my magazine this. I'm sure you probably heard of it. I can't get the author out of my head right now. But the name of the book is In Search of Significance. Girl, that book saved my soul. Come on now. Because it is saying the reason why you want to be at a certain level, you want to be invited to the club. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) We already belong to the best club. Abba means father that's that's it we're in the best club there is and so we're already included we're already included so when you start feeling less than we're in the best club there is now we may add some other ones to some other things on our resume you know but when because that's what gets us we feel like we're being left out we didn't make it to a certain level You, you see what i'm saying and so that's when you got to give yourself grace, all right? Because that's what the cross means to me. The cross means to me that I'm already included. And I don't have to work to be included. That is the key, you know? And then when I say Abba, I think about Father, you know, you don't have to do anything to earn your parents' love. Come you on, just be. come on, come on, come on. You know, now they're trying to prepare you for situations that happen, which is the same way Jesus does. You follow? You practice to be ready for a certain race. You know, but you know, you learn from that, and you go be better. I mean, I just, I just finished saying that I was upset that I had to leave being the AD. I mean, everybody was like, oh, you are a hero. 
I would not have ever thought that I would be associate commissioner for the CNWA for 13 years and create programs such as you went through and then, and then see what kind of bloom you come out of. You, you follow what I'm saying? And then to take all that and to create my own business to help women, uh, professional development, because out of everything I did in CIAA, I mean, we had championships, you know, I can't even, uh, governance, you know, we added bowling, you know, I fought all kinds of fights, you know what I'm saying? Created retreats, so Ingrid Wicked McCree becomes AD. Yes, um, shout out to her, yes. You know? I mean, all these women came from the program we did in CIAA, D4 Key, uh, Peggy Davis, Ingrid Wicker uh, McCree, um, uh, Natasha Wilson, uh, Felicia Johnson, all, that's just five off my one hand. If I went through my whole list, oh, ATN Thomas, come on. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm I mean, the women, uh, 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 Renee Edwards, all these women. So I just took what I did with a little region and just taking it national. Didn't know. Did I know? He knew. He knew, but I didn't. So that's what I'm saying about you really have got to sometimes sit in reflection because that's where I came with when we talked about um, the, a shield of faith. Mm-hmm. Because you have to remember and then believe. You got to remember when he brought you from something else. Come on now. And then you go like, okay, yeah, he did that. And he knew that. Okay, all right. See, the problem is the younger we are, we we don't have the the mindset to reflect. Because think about it, as a kid, we didn't really reflect. You know, we know when we start reflecting, we got our little senior book and we, we, we try to put the little senior stuff in it. You know, you look back. Oh, you mean, if you, yes, it's elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that teacher wasn't really that bad. That's about the first time we get into reflective mode. Because you know why? We're about to move. We're about to lose that time. We're excited about the future, but we know we may not be with this group of people again. So we're in a moment of savoring. And we need to continue to do that. And it being a moment of savoring the experience we've had. And when we do, we realize, I thought that was bad. Think about when you were a kid. You were, you probably weren't concerned. But, you know, you know, we always compare a little weight. You know, I was fat. I was fat. Don't look at the pictures. I was like, I wasn't fat at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You look back at the you know, you were always worried about things that you were worried about when you sit in a sense of reflection. You realize it was all done for you and not done to you. Better say that. Come on now. I'm telling you, look, I thought I had your title. Yeah, so then you just go throw some other stuff in there. <laughs> I love it. love it. I love it. You know, of course, as we start to kind of wind this thing up, you've given us so many different gems in that. But there are, of course, two questions that I got to give you for all the listeners of the podcast. There you some. I got to give you to enshrine you in the servant leader family. So, of course, you know, much of what you talked about, being able to savor, being able to remember, being able to understand that the things that are happening to us are sometimes for us. Right. But sometimes it's hard in the midst of those trials to Mm -hmm. to that right so one of the things that I love to do is what I call my God is devotional and I'll say God is and I'll just keep ripping off what he is just keep ripping off because what it does is first of all it's gonna get me happy every time because the list never ends all right but tonight you don't get a long list you just get one so if I said God is and I drew a blank how would servant leader Monique A.J. Smith fill that blank God is what Uh, my everything come on now because again, in my head, again, you want to put as many Christian type things in your head. Now, it might be scriptures, but for me, it's songs. So I hear Richard Smallwood. God is. Uh, yes. My so yes. again, you put it in you, <laughs> and when somebody asks you, you got it straight out, you know? 
And instead of stomping my toe, I might say hello instead of the other. You know what I'm saying? Because you put the right stuff in. Come on now. And that's what comes out. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. Don't you see, you about to go make me play some Richard Smallwood when I oh, give yes, yes, I love it. Let me tell you why on the sidebar why I love Richard Smallwood for so many reasons, right? But he goes full class going, y'all. Just let y'all feel the vibe of worship, right? And then he gonna go and for about three minutes of the song, turn up holiness, Baptist, primitive Baptist style, then gonna mm-hmm. come and end it classical and I love that right (laughs) because again it just gives the whole feel it brings everybody in but I'm with you he's our everything And when you think about that right when you wrap your mind around that how could I ever need a want for anything he's my everything so he will always supply he'll supply every single thing I just have to fix my mind on that right he will supply come on now you saw me right hold on the download guy get it cleaned out come on now Come on now, clear your cash, clear your cash. I was going to say, that's exactly what I kept saying. I said, what's that term? You know, when you yep. need to do that to get something else downloaded. That's clear your cash. I, that's mm-hmm. it. Look, there you go. See, that's the episode time. I'm going to let y'all vote. Yeah, the, y'all vote. <laughs> and we, we need to name her episode before we put it on a pod. Is it going to be clear your cash? It's going to be the download. Y'all tell me if you got something else put in there and then we'll pick one. We'll vote on one and pick one, but... I think that's amazing. But then, of course, this is the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. We're Servant Leader, leading and serving like Christ, understanding that he is at the center, the forefront, the sides, and the middle of all that we do, regardless of what title and position that we have. It takes on so many different meanings. But servant leadership, two words. What does it mean to you? Well, let me just say before I get to that. I've said this over the years to other individuals promotion comes from god which is that's word they can't see me but i just fell out y'all i'm just letting y'all know that <laughs> they, yeah yeah i just i just fell out i'm just telling you right now so if you realize that he really is the provider you know if you really study the word you will get what you need and so I'm saying to be a servant leader, you really have got to be married. You've got to be married. You just can't be Martha. Now, Martha's needed. It takes both of them to get things done. But you just get to recognize on a scale, which one are you? Are you, you know, servant means I got to be Martha. I got to be the hostess with the mostest. You follow me? Jesus is coming and we got to have this and this and this. And then you get ticked off because everybody ain't pulling their weight. What did Jesus tell Martha? Mary's doing the most important thing. So I'm saying you got to do the Mary first, do the Martha correctly. I love that. Come on, y'all. You need to stop for you make me have to think of another time. I love it. (laughs) But I think that is so perfect. I cannot thank you enough for coming on here and chatting with me. I cannot thank you enough for making such an impact eons ago um to this young girl trying to find her way and to now this woman who is just trying to still just be obedient right and have right smidge of mary and martha and to continue making you proud so i thank you just for joining us today for making us better and all these gems i cannot tell you enough how much i appreciate you it's been a joy to watch you and i'm just so glad that i could be on your journey <laughs> yes ma'am well of course before we get out of here as always i want to Say a prayer, cover you, cover everyone that's going to listen. So Heavenly Father, we thank you right now just for what we've seen and what we've heard. We thank you, Lord God, just for this platform that you've created, Lord God, so that whatever needs to be heard, whatever needs to be learned, whatever needs to be gleaned, that you supply that through amazing servant leaders and vessels such as Miss Monique A.J. Smith, Lord God. I ask right now that you just bless her right now. Touch her, Lord God. Strengthen her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Wherever she is going to speak, wherever she is going to lead, ask that you give her the strength, Lord God, to give the right things to say, just like she did tonight, to the right people that need to hear, Lord God. I ask right now that you just bless every single listener at their point of need. We just talked about this, Lord God. We don't need to know. You know. So bless them at their point of need. But most of all, God, I I ask that you help us to continue to be lights. Help us to illuminate so that those that may not know you can find you. In your son Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. My favorite line of the podcast, servant leader, Monique A.J. Smith. You are now a part 
of the servant leader family. <laughs> Thank you. I got goosebumps. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you so much. We thank you guys for listening and we're going to see you guys next time.